Welcome to Who Do Who Think Who Are. This is a Doctor Who rewatch review podcast. Also by me, Jordy Steele, and cultaholic and triple jumps, Fraser Porter. You are right. How we doing? It's been... We're back. We've had a wee break. We've had a wee break. Um, I mean, do, we had one week off that was due to technical issues. Yeah. And then another and then week off due to biological week... issues? I think it was just busy. Yeah. We just busy. You had a sore throat. I had a sore throat. I could barely speak. And I, I've just come off the busiest work week of the year yeah so i'm still reeling I'm, I'm gonna be in an early bed tonight i think i don't know i've, just, I've just still only managed to watch sort one episode pretty much i've got like uh, ten, see, I watched, 10 minutes left of of next episode i watched this episode weeks ago oh so i might not be as clued in as I usually am, but I do have a whole host of trivia for the end of the Fan. episode, so you can you can give me the rigmarole, you That's can give me the recap, you can give me well, well, Doctor Who. Let me just give you the synopsis right now, Fraser. This is season two, episode zero. It's the first Christmas special from two thousand and six. It's called the Christmas Invasion. The Doctor is resting, and he has a new face, and a new threat arrives from outer space. Can our heroes recuperate and solve the case to save the Christmas holiday and the human race? Right, so how long did you spend writing that? I wrote that as I was watching. Okay, it shows how engaging the episode is. Yeah. I yeah. So you did a good job. Lovely poem. Well done. Do you want to uh, please publish that on Twitter alongside this episode? All right. As the sort of the the description of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This episode is directed by James Hawes, who previously directed The Empty Child and The Doctor Dances. Um, He also will be directing the next episode, uh, New Earth. Um, The creatures of this week are the Sycorax. Of course, the weird looking. Bone people, yeah, uh, aren't all well. I say bone people. Everyone is bone people. No, they're very much. Um, they seem. I don't know how much or if they are at all, but they they are very reminiscent of the uh, uh, Yuuzhan Vong, which is a alien race in the Star Wars Legends. So non okay. non canonical now, but they were basically the big bad that came in in the the novels that are set after the original trilogy um okay and they were these this race that basically they had ships that looked like space rocks that like asteroids and right, meteors yeah. so that's how they were sort of undetected um and they also have bony sort of exterior bones features essentially yeah. Um, and that's all I could think about during this episode. Maybe they're the, maybe they're inspired directly from them. Possibly. Or, well, I'll I'll go on a quest to discover that information for next episode. Right. Um. So we start in London, two thousand six, Christmas Eve, with Jackie Tyler decorating the house, missing Rose and Mickey working in a garage. Suddenly, they both hear the sound of the TARDIS materializing and run together outside. Out steps the Doctor, now played hey. by David Tennant. Yeah, it's a new face. New face. New face. We've never seen this one before. Um, I, it's it's strange now that we've caught up. So two thousand six. It's it was set in two thousand six before, but this is now this is two thousand seven. We're going into two thousand seven in the show. Yeah. Because they're a year ahead. It's so strange. Yeah. It's so strange. So strange. Uh, he exclaims, Merry Christmas, and then passes out. Yes, and then Jackie delivers that line, the, Doctor! Doctor Who! <laughs> and it's it's the first time, I mean, they, they contain, this has been like a running joke, that, they, that it's the Doctor, Doctor Who, and then it's roll credits. Mm. But like, this is, I think it's like the first time it's a genuine question. Yeah. Rather than just like, oh, it's a wink at the audience. Like it actually makes sense that she doesn't know who this doctor is and who 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 is. It's just not seen this face before. Yeah, although she knows he's an alien. So yes, but like, how many aliens do you know that can change? Not very how they many. Look? 
not many. No. Now, yeah, you think he's an alien, but that that whole concept of regeneration, she doesn't know about. She doesn't know about. Rose it. doesn't know about. Rose mm-hmm. is a bit confused still. Yeah. Uh, Rose and Jackie put him to bed to rest, still shaken by his change, and he begins slowly expelling excess regeneration energy. We then find out that Harriet Jones is now Prime Minister. Ooh, she did MP it. for Flydale North. MP for Flydale North. She... Prime Minister for Great Britain. Yeah, she was in... She obviously survived the events of uh, 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 Aliens in London Aliens in World of London War III. World War III. Um, from the attacks of the Slovene. And she has gone on to become the Prime Minister. And she she's about to lead britain in their their golden age as the doctor the golden age yeah so she's like right she's just been elected you would assume yeah or like recently Mm. um landslide majority yes as she says landslide majority um it was very um richard e grant that i i I jumped i cheered i jumped i it's i punched the air everything you've ever wanted Absolutely happy. That was very landslide majority. Landslide majority. Um, Richard E. Grant, also a former doctor, non-canon. Non-canon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she she won. She's got majority, so she's the prime minister now. Rid- Harry Jones, not Richard E. Grant. But yeah, yeah, she's she's in charge of the country. I wonder who her opponent was. Um, now, we still don't uh, know what party she fights for so you what i would assume i think she's labor now okay for the people just based on the based on the fact that at the time in real life she was a labor it was a labor government Mm -hmm. it's unlikely they would change you know even even if it is a a fantasy drama um and we know that when Harold Saxon comes in, he, he leads a coalition government between all parties. Mm. I just feel like she's 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 Labour this time, but she was she seemed very Tory last time. And which which party do you think would lead people into a golden age? The Green Party. Oh, moving on. Uh, the British government have sent a. What's space... wrong with sorry? What's wrong with the Green Party? No, I think SNP would lead Scotland into a lovely golden age. Uh, a lovely golden, um, golden age of debt. I don't know. You anti? Nah, you just, anti SNP, bro? I'm just uh, devil's advocate. Okay. Um, so then, I would say Labour could lead into a golden age. Just go not on. the Tories. Comp- there we go. I, th- I thought you were gonna really play devil's advocate. Like, Boris has done some good work. Boris has done some. Uh, he's created some Boris fine memes. Yeah. Um, work event. Work event. Sorry. The British government have sent a space probe towards Mars to broadcast footage from its surface. However, on its journey, it crashes into what seems to be a large meteor until the meteor opens up and sucks the probe inside. Mm, it's spooky. It's this is actually based on. It, goes... it does have a little anus. This is actually based on the fact that the the Mars rover disappeared hmm. uh, when it got to Mars in two thousand and three, two thousand four, two thousand five. One of those years. Yeah. Um, it did disappear. So maybe that's what actually happened. Maybe the government is hiding something from us. Yeah. Or it was a transformer. It could have been so that. So we obscure reference to Transformers from 2009? Was that when the first one came The first one, one was 2009, yeah. yes. No, no, the first one was 2007. 2007, wow. Yeah, Dark Side of the Moon was 2009. They, do, they didn't do sequels one after the other, like one year after the other, surely. No, 2007 for the first one, 2009 for the second. I was in P7 when the second one came out. So that was 2010. So maybe it was. To, do you know what? I'm Keep sure. Talking, Jordy. I'm sure there was lots of space because that's the sort of first sort of fandom that I looked into that I sort of scoured the internet for information on. So this is now a Transformers <laughs> in review podcast. No, Transformers, the first Michael Bay film, came out in 2007. Right. It was followed up by a sequel in 2009 revenge of the fallen okay 
then followed up further by another sequel, which was Dark Side of the Moon in 2011, and that is that's, I've not seen anything after Revenge of the Fallen. You haven't seen Age of Extinction? Uh, I have not. Is that the one with you ha- Mark Wahlberg? You haven't seen? Yeah, you haven't seen The Last Night. Uh, I can't say I have seen The Last Night. You haven't seen um, uh, Bumblebee. I have not seen Bumblebee. Wow. Are is you, Bumblebee good? Are you going to see Transformers Rise of the Beasts starring Anthony Ramos? Um, I currently do not plan to. Damn. Um, for the simple fact that I'm like now six films behind. Yeah, well they've sort of rebooted the universe. But anyway, the joke... Which is what Stephen Moffat likes to do, which we'll get to in a few months' time. Um, Back on track. uh, uh, While at a Christmas market, Rose and Mickey are attacked by a group of Santas. And then at the flat by a Christmas tree. We've all been there. Very very strange Christmas-themed attacks by the Sycorax. Are they not trying to blend in, though? Sort of, but I feel like... There's other things, not just Christmas. Like they're the, they're the scouters. Yeah, the pilot fish. The pilot fish, as he says. Yeah, maybe they're just they're trying to blend in in the environment. They could have blended in as anything, but it, make, it makes Microwave. you scared of. Does it not make you scared of Christmas trees? Um. Back then. Yeah, the the you're, the you're razor, sitting watching on Christmas the day. Razor Christmas tree that they have. Sitting watching on TV and out the corner of your eye you see like the branch move ever so slightly mm. of the tree and you're like I'm see, I'm watching you. No squirrels in you. the trees. Yeah. Did you ever get did you have a did you have a, a normal we had like a real tree or an artificial trees. tree, right? We had artificial trees because one the allergies. Right. And pine needles go everywhere. Mm-hmm. And we had uh, lots of small pets and children that would absolutely rip off stuff from the tree yeah it was just easier with an artificial one yeah plus you'd have to buy a new one over here true that's all that uh the doctor wakes up in time to destroy the tree but it's too soon he collapses in pain and passes out but not before warning rose something's coming he does say that he does say that and we don't know what's coming we don't know what's coming but it's coming soon it's coming and it's coming fast. Oh, yeah. BBC One Air's footage received from the space probe and shows our first look at the alien creatures aboard that meteor spaceship. Yeah, they, they, they're all sort of there, just standing, going like... Rah, 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 rah. And then the, does it translate here? No, no, not yet. They get a translation. They get a translation. Um, at the Tower of London, Unit, as well as Harriet Jones, Prime Minister, gathers to survey the situation. I like that there's a fun flip on the sort of Harriet Jones gag and where she keeps introducing herself still, but people, everyone knows who she is because of everyone knows who she she's is. the Prime Minister. But she still does it. Um, she still does it. She's, she wants to be friendly. Yeah, she learns that the signal came from 5,000 miles above Earth, not from Mars. They conclude that they aren't Martians because Martians look completely different. Of course they're not Martians. Of course they're not. We've seen Martians in Doctor Who before, just not knew who. What do they look like? Well, we have seen I thought them the in Ice New Warriors. Who, not... Yes, oh, we've right. seen them in New Who, but we've not seen them yet in New Who. Right. It is the Ice Warriors. All right. Uh, the aliens send another message, but is, it is in an unknown language. Rose is confused as the TARDIS doesn't tra- translate for her as it usually does. Um, something's wrong they're they're in a I, I like that they're in a Bohemian Rhapsody sort of formation when they appear on screen yeah that was intentional oh right um, uh, they're the, the intentionally posed to resemble uh, the, the music video for Bohemian Rhapsody apparently it was it was just a little in joke that they wanted to have mm. um, and obviously it, it, you picked up on it yeah <laughs> like, it was very you just went let's go though. with Bohemian, yeah, you're sitting there and it's like, are they about to break in a? They're, they're about to break in a song. Yeah, like <laughs> it's, it's it's bloody Queen. Bloody Queen. Um, Torchwood. We get a Torchwood reference. We get we get, we get the first Torchwood, sort of yes. Torchwood. Second, Harriet Jones is a, is aware of them. Yeah, it is the second after um, 
the, the weakest link. Yes. Which is like, Torchwood was founded when? Yeah, Torchwood referenced when uh, Major Blake, a unit officer, asked Harriet Jones what they should do with the Doctor being absent. Um, so she said, we've got Torchwood. to keep our ears open yes for tortured references so bad wolf is done that that arc is over Mm -hmm. Uh, if we consider this season two of the podcast yeah our season two arc is torchwood it's the torchwood era yes we are we're going to be keeping an eye out for all those pesky torchwood ones next week i think it's got the biggest one next week or next episode next episode no two two episodes so yeah next week maybe um the message is translated and is a threat from the alien race known as the Sycorax. Harriet Jones orders a reply message, but in response, the Sycorax leader activates a signal causing two billion individuals on Earth to walk to roofs and stand on the edge. Um, yeah, they just they just up and walk out, and it's quite a spooky, brainwashy. Yeah, you get event. You get the 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 scene of the the woman following her family. She's like, David, this is. Stop it! This is this is funny, David. Stop David's it, David. dead. David's dead. Oh my god! Oh my god, David! Have you, that's it. Just every David's dead. That's one of the greatest moments in Celebrity Big Brother history. All it takes is um, sort of one loose stone or one not so stable edge or balcony. Yep. Um. I think that at that point they would be snapped out of it, though, right? Well, well, not if it was accidental. I suppose, yeah, you can't convince someone. Uh... Yeah, they've because they've been convinced to. They're not convinced to jump, but they are convinced to stand hey, maybe, on. Maybe off screen there is quite a lot of deaths. Yeah, I mean, six was it six billion people? Did I say six million? Cause six two billion, billion is two billion. Okay, two billion. Six billion. It was like the population at the time in 2005. Are there... This is going to be like a wheels versus doors thing. Are there enough roofs in the world to hold 2 billion people? Um, I am going to say yes, there is. Well, I'll say no then. Uh... Because if you think about it in terms of... It doesn't just... It's not just roofs. Could be cliff sides. Cliffs. Now, yeah. if you were talking Bridges. the rim of a country, okay, you've got cliffs all the way around there, you know. Yeah, you've got well, a lot of got... a lot of countries have beaches. Yeah, but you're gonna have cliffs somewhere. Do you think some didn't understand the assignment and just sort of stood at the side of a beach, or yeah, at a very possibly. small wall? Yeah, yeah, that could yeah. If you just claim, there's a positive people um, in the middle of a desert. They're like. It's a sand dune. The hell? It's just, it's just, yeah. Um, so yeah, or folk climbing on like a, a seat at home. <laughs> David, get down! David, down! What are you doing? Yeah. They're mouse. Thomas? Um, all the mind-controlled people are A-positive as a result of a vial of A-positive blood being aboard the space probe. Stupid humans, eh? Why... I understand he was like the, the, the man in charge of it was like, hey, we're going to put loads of things like human things on, on uh, the space probe so that if we come in contact yep. with aliens, they can like understand our culture. So what is what 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 is sort of uh, uh, specific to human culture? Uh, we got some so got some music. The Beatles. Got the Beatles. Um, maybe a DVD, maybe like. With a DVD or VHS, I don't know what's a maybe. good sort of family film. Toy Story, Monsters Inc. That would be a good shout, yeah. Although maybe not best representation. Animated, animated films, probably not. No. You want a live action film. Goodfellas. So yeah, Goodfellas, Independence Day. Independent. Oh. Just, just, just so that you know they know you're not messing about. This is a documentary. No, not messing about, yeah. Uh, um, just trying to think, what's a nice film? Schindler's um, List. All three, all three films in the Depe- Depression trilogy, even though they're not released at this point. Yes. Um, Just speed them up. What else could you do? Uh, train a spotting. Serbian film. Serbian film, probably not. Human culture. That's one side of it. Yeah. Um. 
what's a good I can't I genuinely can't think of any nice live action films Forrest Gump Forrest Gump cast away anything with Tom Hanks really Tom Hanks Apollo 13 I think I'd also send School of Rock was that out that, that come out yeah 2003 ah yeah yeah I would send School of Spider-Man. Rock Spider-Man um, Spider-Man 2 yeah they might think then we have abilities then they'll be scared yeah, they might not come and visit, but that might be good. Might come and good. Might ward them off yeah. a little. Um, Would you not just oh, send I, them like I, classic who? Yeah, like you're you're coming, you're gonna meet him. You're gonna meet him. You know, just this is the guy that's defending um, us. It's quite topical considering that I, I believe NASA wants to transmit Earth's location, mm-hmm. which is something Stephen Haw- Stephen Hawking said that we should never do. Yes. We probably shouldn't. We probably shouldn't. Just don't in know case. who's out there. They won't reach us in time. They won't. Um, well, they might. If, just not in our time. If they've, well, yeah. Probably not this planet's time to be depending honest. On depending on, on how te- light. Depending on what their technological abilities are. Yeah. But so what we got? We got music. Some Beatles. Some Elvis. Yes. Some yeah, Queen. Um, Some Queen, yeah. Or a fan of Queen, apparently. Eminem. Eminem, yeah. Uh, Marvin Gaye. Fleetwood Mac. Um, yeah. And then we got the movies. Stevie Wonder. And then a vial of blood. Yeah, oh, and the vial of blood, yeah. Just a vial of a positive blood. Yeah, to show that we are creatures with blood. Blood. I don't know what they were thinking. They really just, right. What can we chuck in? It's like trying to make a wee care packet, right? Gary, what do you think? Well, I got this vial of blood here. <laughs> so you think they had the vial already and they just went, <laughs> yeah, just chuck that in. <laughs> I've been meaning to get rid of this. Yeah. Who's this it, Gary? No, no, no need. No oh, need no. That, that is for me to know and you to definitely not find out. Never find out, ever. Yeah. This guy, yeah. Gary, every time in high school when we'd, when we'd do a like time capsules he just try and put a vial of blood in all the time it's always different blood so it's not his blood it's not (laughs) i don't know where he gets it from strangely we have seen that he he was in really old photos and he's not really aged he's never aged strange man interview with a vampire put that in there why just because like again it might ward them off Oh, just because they might be scared of vampires. Yeah, yeah. And the blood. And the blood. And the blood thematic, yeah. blood. Yeah. What about Outbreak, starring Dustin Hoffman and Kevin Spacey? I wouldn't want to include Kevin Spacey. Very much sort of predicted the uh, coronavirus. Yeah, I wouldn't want to put Spacey in there, though. It might scare them off. Uh, the Sycorax arrives in uh, Earth's atmosphere, causing in a style. sonic, in so- causing a sonic wave that creates destruction across London and probably you, other you, parts you, um, of Britain. You also see a wide shot of Big Ben at this point, which has got scaffolding around it mm. because it was destroyed in 2005 at the World War Three and aliens of London. It was already fixed in World War Three as well. Yeah, they fixed it. Did they break it again? They broke it again. Those pesky aliens. Pesky aliens. Um, you'd think because like we see the bullet, the the sonic wave causes all the glass to shatter, yeah. um, which would be terrible for people below. But everyone um, is fine on the roof. They don't s- stumble. You see, imagine if on your ro- the roof the bullet. Try not to slide down. Bullet. Um, bullet. Bullet. But you Do see, remember that from Modern Studies. Did you watch the scheme? I don't remember that. No. Do you know? Oh, the scheme. It was like a a, a show about a council estate in Glasgow. Oh yeah, and like one a, guy's got a dog, yeah. and he's like, "Bullet, bullet, come back, bullet." And it just every time I hear someone, any anyone Scottish say "bullet," bullet, well, like bullet, and the wee dog's running away, and he's like, "Bullet, come back, man, bullet." My dog's run away, man. It just makes me think that Limmy, they're turning the wings against us. <laughs> turning the wings against us. <laughs> against us. 
Yeah, the tournament wins against us, mate. against us. Um, <coughs> Harriet Jones, her aide, Major Blake, and the director of the satellite operation, or the space probe operation, even, mm. are teleported onto the Sycorax. Sycoraxi? Sycoraxian? Sycorax. Sicarian? Uh, uh, ship. Yeah, they're all, they pop on. Even here. the Sycorax know who Harriet Jones is. Yes, because they've already communicated. Have they? I don't know, maybe they're just big fans of the British political landscape uh, in 2005, 2006. Yeah, maybe they know everything. What? How much? How much do you think they do? They have Wi-Fi. I, I, possibly. Mm, no, I think that they've just they've got like, just they just just know things. But they, they, they seem quite everything. like they're they're space pirates. They're not, they are quite they're not advanced a fancy race, but at no, the same not. time quite tribal. They're they're quite a tribal, quite basic race. Yeah, of very aliens. Voodoo. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they know Harriet. They know Harriet. Yeah. While Mickey, Rose, and the unconscious doctor are on board the TARDIS, it is also teleported on the Sycorax ship. During a scuffle, Mickey drops a thermos of tea, which spills out and drops into the TARDIS grills, evaporating into fumes which are inhaled by the doctor. Yes. Yeah, he wakes. He's, he's starting to toss and turn. Starting to, to get some of that good old tea. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was in the, that tea, though? What was in that tea? Uh, the Sycorax leader begins a villainous speech, translated only by Harriet's aide. However, halfway through, the Sycorax leader begins speaking English. The leader denies he's speaking English, which means the TARDIS is translating, which means the Doctor yeah. is back. The Doctor's back, and the doors swing open. Ha. And it's this big triumphant moment. It's David Tennant's first proper scene as the Doctor. Yeah, and he's as good as new, which technically... He's- he is. He is, yeah. Yeah, this is, is very yeah. much David's, like, let me show you what I can do moment as the Doctor. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's it's the first talk. time we're really seeing him and he's doing a little speech and he's doing it in a different way to how Christopher Eccleston would do it. He's going, look, this is different. This is new. This is, this yeah. is David Tennant. Sort of. It's quite, I don't know the, the, the word. He's got, he's got a sort of dizzying personality where he just okay. sort of talks non-stop and he's moving around and he's he's turning and everything and he's it makes you dizzy almost it's a very wibbly wobbly tenant winning tenant winning yeah yeah you Dave, do te- wibbly you wobbly do- davy wavy can you do tenant can i can i do a tenant voice i know you um, can do smith he's well great. that's he's all great. i can do well well i'm so mm. sorry I don't want to go. Ooh. It's, it's, a very, it's just an estuary accent he's got. Ooh. Now, I'll try and work on it. As, as We've got a lot of, oh, a lot of episodes. To. We've got about 40 episodes of David Tennant coming up. Yes. Okay? I will try and perfect the David Tennant by the time we get to Matt Smith. I could have done so much more. Because yeah, he, he is a Scottish man doing an English accent. I think it's a pretty spot on it's estuary It's a very accent, good though. accent, yeah. You wouldn't be able to tell he's Scottish. No, I didn't until next week's episode. There's like, and my mum was like, "He's actually Scottish. That's why." Okay, yeah. And I went, "Oh, yeah." Um, yeah. Um, the doctor deduces that the Sycorax are using a technology called blood control and very easily deactivates it by pressing a big threatening button. Button. Yeah, he does. It was very. It's a very quick defeat. It shows how smart he is, and just that he doesn't. He doesn't take any crap from the Sycorax. Um, he wants to press the button. Yeah. Um, the Doctor initiates a sword duel with the Sycorax leader for the fate of the planet. The Doctor holds his own, but is continually overpowered by the leader, eventually being pushed outside to the ship's exterior. The Sycorax knocks the Doctor down and chops his hat and off, which falls down to the city below. Disappears. Yeah. It's. It's. The first time we're really seeing, well, the whole scene is David Tennant being like, "I'm going to try and work out what type of man I am. I'm yeah. a fighting man." Yeah, um, it's very swashbuckling. This scene. Yes, it's very Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, and it uh, came uh, out a year before like a, Pirates of the Caribbean two. It, it did, but it came out three years 
or two years after two the years. first one. Yeah. Um. So I guess it was popular. When did yeah. wh- When did Chronicles of Narnia come out? Two thousand and five. <gasps> so sword fighting must have been very yeah, it was big, popular then. Big deal back then. They loved their yeah, sword fighting. They were they were really going. I wonder. I wonder if that sort of like some of the creative differences that Christopher Eccleston had because he wasn't very physical um, yeah, or, he was or very just, he was stunt chatty. heavy yeah he spoke, um, his words his words had impact whereas David Tennant is a lot more action oriented he's an action hero yeah but still being within the first 15 hours of his regeneration cycle allows him to grow it back with this brand new fighting hand he defeats yeah. the Sycorax leader and tells him to leave the planet. I loved that line as a child. His fighting hand. Yeah. This hand is a fighting hand. It's it's not a great line. Yeah, but I loved it. The delivery of it, he does it well, but it's like... I can that, picture you walking around your house really annoying your parents by fighting just being like, hand. Fighting hand! Mum, mum, mum. This that was, is that was the fighting line. hand! That was the line that sold me on David as oh, the, David. as the doctor. Um but yeah, he's 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 able to defeat him and um he tells him to leave the planet and as the doctor walks away pulling a Saksuma out of his bathrobe, the Sycorax leader stands up and charges at him, but the doctor throws the Satsuma hitting yet another giant button that luckily activates a trap door just where the leader was standing. Very sort of Convenient. It's brutal, and it is convenient that that's where he was standing. But it's a good scene that shows two sides of the Doctor. You've got your his comical, whimsical. It's my fine hand, and then mm-hmm. it's uh, no second chances. I'm that no kind second of chances. And it I'm was. Kind of it's man. very dark because he's just he has just killed him. Yeah. Um. He's very. But he, it, he changes very quickly from serious yes, to or comedic it's to kind serious. Of showing that. This is a more emotional doctor, mm-hmm. and it's a. Although he's not as dark, um, just on the on the surface, he's got that darkness in him that he is is hiding, which is kind of. As you go through the next, four or five seasons, that's kind of the main theme. Mm-hmm. Is the doctor gets more whimsical and the darkness grows deeper inside of him. Yeah, I do feel like you're already seeing sort of how David Tennant um, fits fits in so much more. Oh my god, I'm butchering English right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's he he, he does well with better. with with uh, Russell's writing more yes. so than than Christopher because uh, yeah, so so David can go more sort of campy with it. And then get serious and get emotion and in quick succession. And it's, yeah. um, he's just a great actor, don't you think? He's, he does it. He, oh, yeah. He's a fantastic choice for the Doctor. Um, obviously, you could say the, the, as well as uh, Chronicles of Narnia and Pirates of the Caribbean, um, the sword fighting could have been inspired by Casanova. Yes, it could have well been. Which, obviously, David Tennant was in, directed by. Okay. RTD. Um, so that's now a hand that's dropped down yes, from the sky, a sword, another alien. sword, and a full person. Now, I headcanon-wise, I would like to think that the Sycorax is then stolen by Thingy Van Houten in the Dalek episode. Right. Because it's an alien, it takes place after. Oh no, it doesn't. It takes place before this. Mm. This is two thousand six going into two thousand seven. Ignore me. Yeah. It's captured by the, the 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 Torchwood probably. Torchwood alongside the little pig boy. Yeah. Did the capture? No, they didn't capture the. It tor- died. The pig. He get, they probably. Get, yeah. Would you not just stuff it, and mount it? They should have kept. Pig boy as Pig boy. Uh, as like right the, the, wee, the 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 funny comic relief character for Torchwood. Yeah. yeah. Like Pig the boy. Groot. Yeah. 
Oi, what are you saying, pig boy? <laughs> pig boy? Oh, I love this guy. <laughs> What's he like? And we've got a lot. Well, his scenes are the only ones that carries have around a shotgun, <laughs> chainsaw. Just every 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 alien of the week is defeated by just <laughs> pig boys showing up and brutally murdering them. And, and the whole team are like, hey, oh, freeze frame, boy. credits Drinks on you, pig boy. <laughs> Hold the bacon. <sighs> Damn. What's pig got to do with it? What's you know, pig? Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop hamming it up. Hey. Hey. <laughs> um. The Doctor and the humans are teleported to the ground and the Sycorax ship begins to leave. The Doctor tells Harriet Jones that human race is beginning to get noticed by the alien races. Harriet Said gets a call. He says, it's a message from Torchwood. They say they're ready. Harriet says, tell them to fire. And a Bitch. giant ray is shot up to le- shot up at the leaving Sycorax ship, destroying it. Yes, it's quite... Uh effective scene in terms of like we now are about to see a different side of the doctor again there's no second chances and mm-hmm. harriet jones was quite a comical character yeah and in one one sentence you begin to hate her yeah speaking about torchwood again um when we first hear about them and um, when they're at uh, the tower of london and the guy brings them up to her um she tells them that like they've just lost was it two-thirds of their staff yeah what happened because obviously you know you know more about the timeline um it's purely because they're a positive oh right just that they've lost their staff in terms of like but does that mean the team that we see in torchwood is a small sect or is there more um or do they literally just mean those like I've, four people i think the yeah i think it's that small group of people is is torchwood that's it wow that's a, a big weapon to have just six people yeah. in control of yeah. not even in cardiff in london in london what yeah. jurisdiction do they have um, this angers the Doctor who punishes Harriet with a demonstration of the power he holds. Just six words. Don't you think she looks tired? Do you know what this is a reference to? Margaret Thatcher. Yes, which it's, it's the thing that brought her government down is, is sort of, don't you think she looks tired? People started talking, questioning her. Yes, to do effectively here, and it is. It makes her very paranoid, but almost too paranoid. Yeah, but again, that's that's what we were talking about when in the World War Three episode when when we were talking about how she was destined to bring Britain into the Golden Age. The Doctor's yeah. just changed that. He's completely He's changed, changed history, time. and probably yeah. for the worse. Yes, Mister. Mr. Saxon probably comes to power immediately after this, after, yeah. after this episode, um, in a snap election. Yeah, so he's very, a very emotional doctor and a very yes. irrational doctor. I think it's rational to him. Yeah, but well, it's it would he's... be rational if he didn't know the future and he didn't know the future events. That's true. That is true, but he is, is he traveler. more just thinking he might not know that those words bring her down? If that, was those... that was yeah, the point. That was his point. He's 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 planning yeah. on bringing her down with those words because yes, he says he... I could bring down your whole system with six words. Yeah, if he's still in his first fifteen hours. We'll give him a we'll give him a pass. Yeah, he could have changed everything that leads to the events of the last season. And and five point five billion Apple. Yes. Yes. Perhaps. Um we then get a nice we we get a look at the TARDIS clothing room, which I think is the 
So it's the first time in New Who that we've seen any other room but the console room. Yes. In that clothing, there is a few references which I'll get onto very soon. Right. But there's it's the first time that we've seen any other room but the console room. Okay. Um, on the TV, Harriet Jones is asked if she is unfit for office, um, and she publicly rejects an apparent vote of no confidence. Um, then the 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 doctor sort of they they every everything's happy, everyone's happy. Yeah. The doctor's like, "Do you still want to come on an adventure with me?" And Rose is like, "Yeah." Yeah, she's she's keen for him now. Got we crush on this doctor again. We crush, yeah. Uh, and it appears like it's snowing, but it's actually ash from the spaceship. Yes, it's very. It's very dark. Yeah, that the human race is just celebrating in this snow, and they're probably yeah. Don't mm. swallow it. Mm. Mm. Just killing them. But yeah, that's how it, that's how the episode ends, right? Like they they just staring up into the sky, holding hands. Yeah, there's a lot of that in Doctor Who. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're like Staring up at the snow. One. Yeah. More rubbish. Do you know what time it is, Jordy? I, time it is. I think it's it must be time. Time for Huvia. <laughs> we're back after a couple weeks off. Uh, we're we're back. We've excited. It's me, of course, Fraser Porter, joined as always by Jordy Steele. How are you, Jordy? Fantastic. That's great to hear. Are you ready to be hit with some Doctor Who trivia? My body is ready. Right, so while I mentioned previously that this was the first time that we've seen anywhere outside the console interior in New Who, there's a few references on the clothes. So, while the new Doctor is picking out his new clothes, he briefly considers an item of clothing that looks like it's from the Restoration period, which of course is a reference, and it is actually the costume directly that David Tennant wore in Casanova. So Russell T. Davis just borrowed one of the costumes for it. Alongside that, there's another reference to a David Tennant film. The TARDIS wardrobe contains a Hogwarts uniform. Oh. Yeah, this is a nod to David Tennant's appearance as Barty Crouch Jr. in the 2005 film Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, which released only a few weeks before this episode. Wow. I believe it came out in like the, the November of 2005. Barty so it was a, a very quick turnaround on that reference that they probably they knew he was going to be in, but like mm-hmm. it's a very quick one to get in there. After defeating the head Sycorax in a sword fight, the Doctor makes a comment that his outfit's being very Arthur Dent um, and going on a short bit about what kind of person he was. This is a reference to Hitchhiker's Guide in the Galaxy. Uh, So that was written, of course, by Douglas Adams, Mm -hmm. who was a writer for the original run of Doctor Who. Love Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, good book, good film. Very good. It's an all right film, but yeah, it's a very good book. uh, When we were when when we were kids, it was a it was a great film. I loved it so much. I did an essay on it in you, a prelim. In a prelim when it was not meant to be it about Hitchhiker's Guide to the no. Galaxy. Um, I think it was about... Oh, God, what was it about now? Was it I don't Cal? even remember. Um, it was S... It was far, S4. Four, yeah. So I'm thinking it was Cal, maybe. Might have been for Cal. But I don't remember what the question was, but I just forgot and then wrote an essay on, on yeah. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The film. It's a, fun, a fantastic book. Uh, speaking of fantastic, there was a scene where the Tenth Doctor tries to say his old catchphrase, uh, fantastic, and realised it doesn't sound right anymore. This was filmed, but it was not included in the aired version. However, it is on some versions of the streaming. It wasn't on mine, if you watched on BBC iPlayer. It might have been on the Britbox version and on the HBO Max version because that's where it airs in America. Right. Um, but it's on the DVD version of the of the of the episode. Mm. Um, this is also the first episode in which the titular character is credited as the Doctor and not Doctor Who. This was directly done at Tennant's request, saying that that was one of his contractual agreements that he wanted to be called the Doctor. Right. It's not called. Doctor Who. Yeah. 
you mentioned how this episode really showed David Tennant works better with Russell T. Davis' scripts. Mm-hmm. Part of that, he wrote the whole episode as if it was still starring the Ninth Doctor. Right. So the dialogue is exactly how it would have been had Christopher Eccleston been in it. Mm-hmm. Because he wanted to be in that transitionary period where he's like, the Doctor still doesn't know who he is. And he, he was like, he gave David Tennant complete freedom to adapt it how he how he thought his doctor would be. The Sycorax. Is that a well-known name? Do you recognize it from anywhere? Sycorax? No. Yes. So, it is the name of the witch in the play The Tempest, which is, of course, written by William Shakespeare. Ah. In a season's time, we will visit William Shakespeare in the yeah. Shakespeare Code, and the Doctor actually makes a brief reference to the Sycorax in front of William Shakespeare, who then goes on to use the word in the Tempest. Bootstrap. Yes, yeah, the bootstrap paradox. We love a bootstrap paradox. Uh, there is a line of dialogue that had been scripted for this episode, which explained that the newly regenerated Doctor had actually imprinted on Rose's accent, which is why he has got a, an estuary accent, so a London accent, but not a Cockney ah. one. Um, the line was, like a chick hatching from an egg. But thankfully, that line was deleted. That actually makes... That should have it been... They should sense. make that canon, because that'll, that'll Peter Capaldi, after after being with Amy, makes sense now, him being... I mean, they explained that one in terms of why he chose that face and stuff, but yes, it would explain the accent. Yeah. Um, and all that sort of stuff. It's an interesting line. It would be an interesting concept, but I guess they maybe wanted to. The, not yeah, make they it wouldn't explicit. want to restrict themselves. Yeah, exactly. They didn't want to be like, oh, and or be like, we're fully going in on the romance. Yeah, like that would really drive it home. Mm. Um, the pre-credits tease of the bit that we talked about earlier, where they asked Doctor Who, um, Noel Clark, who plays Mickey. Mm-hmm. Um, corpses. He breaks character. He does. Yeah. Uh, laughing at David Tennant's performance, he turns his face away from the camera. Um, as David says, "Merry, Merry Christmas." Merry Christmas. There was a planned storyboard shot that included all the mind-controlled humans. This will maybe answer your question. And climbing up the pyramids uh, oh, right. on the Sydney Harbour Bridge, Empire State, Chrysler. Basically, every tall building, there was going to be shots around the world of people. Mm. It was going to cost too much to do that. But they wanted to, to show that it was a global threat and that it was realistic and convincing that there would be two billion people on mm. the edge about to die. But unfortunately, the animation was pretty crap. Um, so they, they just dropped it. Um, the original choice for David Tennant or the actor to play the Tenth Doctor, I should say, was it was unknown and has still been un- unnamed by the BBC to this day. The actor apparently was planned to speak in a Cockney accent, was young, but dropped out um, and moved to Australia. Now, we don't know who this is. We, we have no clue who it was, but they were the first choice and they got cast and they dropped out. So thankfully, wow. they did because David Tennant was great, but I would really interested to see who this would be. Mm. Um, did they go into acting? We don't know. Don't know. But after that, there was two other people considered along with David Tennant. One of them, like, well, let's see if you can guess who they, they could be. One is the, one's a slightly older guy, which keeps in the trend of our Edgar Wright stars. Oh. Bill Nye. Or, it is Bill Nye. Um. He was considered... And the other was, at this time, on a hit BBC comedy series that is now quite unwatchable. That is now unwatchable? Yeah, it's pretty tough to watch. Um, 2005? Yeah, 2005. What BBC show was like the, the height of comedy at the time that was, it's pretty crap. I can give you another hint. Okay. It was a comedy duo. Comedy duo? Yeah, one of them. 
was it david walliams it was david walliams wow so david walliams bill nye and david tennant were the final choices the final three that's a big range it is a big range Uh, bill nye is would have been the strangest choice yeah i think Mm. Uh, david walliams Mm. i think would have butchered it yeah i don't think he was he would have been a good choice at all i think they nailed it with david tennant yeah um but that is all the Whovia we have for you today. Once again, thank you for joining me on Dr. Whovia. Uh, Jordy, I hope you had a good time on the podcast. Um, and we'll get right back into the action on So Who Do Think Who Are. Fraser? Hi, Jordy. What did you think of A Christmas Invasion? I, en- I enjoyed some of it. I think the first... 25 minutes are pretty boring okay because they've not got the doctor in it Mm. and i remember back then i didn't like the episode that much because i wanted to see david tennant as the doctor and i was it it doesn't happen until right at the end yeah and i found it quite disappointing but now it was a decent episode i it's tough to watch in march april with all the christmas themed stuff that you don't quite feel Mm mm-hmm as engaged in the episode because of it it was good decent first story nice to establish david tennant's doctor the 10th doctor as who he is this this slightly darker but more whimsical character um but um it got me excited for what comes next yeah i would give it a four and a half wow but if I was to only include David Tennant's scenes, it goes right. up to a six and a half. All right, yeah. Because <laughs> his stuff, when he's on screen, yeah. he's fantastic. When he's off screen, it's really boring. It's I don't boring. really care about the Rose character that much. Yeah. they. This should have been like Rose's sort of episode to shine, but mm-hmm. she really doesn't do anything. She d- She had a better time to shine in Father's Day. Yes. And this feels like a complete downgrade in terms of how the character's written. Her motivation for this whole episode is literally just the Doctor. There's no other motivation. Yeah. She's, she doesn't she's... speak about anything but the Doctor. Mm. Does not pass the Bechtel test. It doesn't, no. Um, I don't think any episode... So far, definitely hasn't. Ever. Um, yeah. Well, maybe now. Nah. Maybe now. Well. Maybe now. Well, they're um, always talking about like Dan and stuff. Yeah, I think I think maybe maybe now there's more room for that. All right, but it, it doesn't pass the test here. It's just a bit boring. I don't really care for Mickey. Um, Billy Piper worked well with Christopher Eccleston. She works well with David Tennant, but on her own, I don't give. I don't give a crap. No. Okay. So that that's yeah. That's my thoughts. What about you, Jordy? What did you think yeah. of Christmas Invasion? Mostly, mostly agree. Um, completely agree. Yeah. Um, she's she's. What does she do? She she walks out the TARDIS. She puts yes. the Doctor to bed. She goes yes. to the Christmas market with Noel. Yep. She comes back, gets attacked by a tree. Um, wakes up the Doctor. Gets told that there's something coming puts the doctor back to sleep cries looks yes. at the tv yep. goes to the tardis yep and she gets transported and yeah. then and then the doctor says a back. load of a load of things like rax corcofal pretorius yeah and the shadow proclamation and the then alex is is just the rest of the episode is is when it gets good yeah and then it's just it becomes david Tennant's moment i i I'd quite like to see Christopher Eccleston do the Lion King gag. That would have been, yeah, been fun. I don't think he would have done it as well. Probably not, no. Yeah. There's more to see than it can ever be seen. If you were to put a number on this episode, what would you give it? I would give it, out of ten, I would give it a six. Interesting. Interesting. No. I rescind that. I will you give rescind it. it. 
you're I will gonna... drop down, aren't you? You're going to drop down. I, I don't think, know. Right, I think you're going to go 5.5. I'm gonna give it a five, straight five. Interesting, straight five. I mean, that's that. I I would agree more. So that's getting closer to what I've given it in terms. Yeah. If you, again, if you alienated only the David Tennant parts, yeah, it, it's a really good showing for the first time for a nine out of ten. Um, but is it? It's not that good at all. Overall it's not episode. That good, no. It does pick up though. It does pick up. David Tennant has. I'm very excited to watch. The next episode, New New Earth. Mm, just New Earth. Is it New Earth? Yeah. Oh, it's New New York. New New York, yeah. Yeah. Technically, it's the 15th after the first one, so it's actually New 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 York. Yep. Uh, very excited to see that one. I'm, ex- uh, I'm excited to see the Werewolves episode. Tooth and Claw. Tooth and Claw. Um, got my personal friend Ian Hanmore in that one. Yes, you do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Got him on Facebook. I will. I will count him as a personal friend. Bring him on the show. (laughs) Former, former Doctor Who and Game of Thrones star. Yeah. Ian Hanmore. Uh, This is. It's a very strong season coming up. Yes, it is. Yeah. You get there's girl in the fireplace. Yes, the Uh, double double ep. You get um, Sarah, Sarah Jane comes back. Very early as well. Yeah. Episode three. Um, then you have the the Cybermen stuff. Um, yeah, it's a great, great, You've great. You've got the 2012 Olympics one, which at the time, it was like, oh my God, this that's so far away. Yeah. And that's now 10 years ago. Yeah. And then you have the stuff with the Ood and Satan. Oh, and I'm then... terrified of that episode. Yeah, it was it was a very Toby scary episode as a child. Toby creeps me out. Yeah. I'm I'm very excited to get back to that one. That fills the same sort of empty childness, um, yeah, of this season. And a great great season finale two parter, and um, yeah. obviously, loving monsters. I might <laughs> call in sick that week. Oh, uh, Kirsty, right. talk directly to you. Do you want to? jump on the show that week in place of me because I really don't want to watch Love and Monsters. It's an atrocity of film. It's an atrocity of TV. You could be the devil's advocate or the monster's advocate. You can choose to either bleep this or not. Okay. But he tries to f*** a slab of concrete. Like he full on, it gives him a, he implies that he gets blowjobs from a a slab of concrete. He makes it just so happens to be Moaning Myrtle. Yes. Okay. Like, it's it's bad. I'm not saying individual pieces. Of who that fucks a slab of concrete? Are, and that who thinks good, that is good? But altogether, <laughs> Peter K. Plays Peter K. That's green. A jigsaw piece by itself is misshapen, Fraser. But put it all together, and it creates a beautiful picture. So what you sound like a f-ing film student right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am a well. I'm a film. I'm a film bachelor. Yes, you are. Yes. Film. Look at you in your your robe. Film degree. I'm in a robe. Your robe I and your cigar. Get my cigar out. Oh. A lovely Cuban. Oh. And I think it's time to wrap it up. I think it's I don't time want to, to talk wrap about up. love and monsters anymore. You think about today's episode? What did you think about the Christmas invasion? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you feel Christmassy? Nah, it's a bit late, but yeah. do you still Easter have your way. Christmas tree up? Do I? People, I bet you some people still do. I don't. I, I didn't have one. Statistically, um, probably not the people that listen to this. Probably not. What were you saying? I didn't have a Christmas tree because. Oh, you didn't have a Christmas tree. Oh, it's because he's Jewish. Five percent. Five percent Jewish. That 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 counts. How many percent Christian are you? More Viking. Yeah, but five percent Ajakanaji counts. Um, you can tell us on Twitter at. Real Jordy Steele or at the Fraser 
support, sir. You can rate us five stars. You can subscribe and you can like and share with your friends and family and people on the road. And if you to want to... Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. If you want to, we highly recommend you go on holiday and listen to the episode while you're on holiday so that our listener stats look even better because it says yes. you're in a different country. Yes. So, like, binge it. Go back and listen to old episodes. Yeah. You know, if you listen to this one, maybe listen to it like three times in a week just to really understand the little references. Mm. You know? And here's a little idea that'll spitball out to the, the public. It why don't you start a so who do who think who are in review podcast? Yes. Where who, they Who do you think who do who think who are are? Where they review our episodes. Yes. We're not very mysterious on the internet, though. We have a very large online blueprint, I'd say. Yeah, quite public profiles as well. Yeah. Very easy to find. Yeah, quite easy to find. But that's an idea for another day. Let's wrap this up. Let's Go on. wrap this up. Uh, thank you for listening. And remember... Stay, stay hooked. hooked.